The Urbanist is brought to you in association with the Department of Culture and Tourism, Abu Dhabi. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is a beacon of hope and inspiration. A catalyst to spark growth and collaboration with museums and experiences, where art and science and nature and technology coexist. The belief of Abu Dhabi that culture is the backbone of our society. Stay tuned for a special episode of the show, in which you can hear His Excellency Mohammed Khalifa Al-Mubarak explain exactly why and how Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is the perfect place to collaborate, create, and innovate. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi, proud partner of The Urbanist on Monocle Radio. Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tool Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. Many cities can be recognised and are subsequently merchandised by using their skyline silhouettes. And that usually comes down to one uniquely shaped tall building. In the case of San Francisco, there's one tower built in the 1970s that stands above all others when it comes to its one-of-a-kind city-defining shape, the Trans-America Pyramid. To tell us more about the history of this Bay Area icon, Monocle's Ivan Cavallo brings us this report. When its initial design was unveiled to the public, the Transamerica skyscraper was met with a barrage of brutal remarks by locals in San Francisco. Its futurist four-sided pyramid shape, the work of Los Angeles architect William Pereira, was declared authentic architectural butchery and deemed a second-class World's Fair Space Needle that clashed with the surrounding cityscape. At protests outside the offices of Insure Transamerica Corporation, who paid for the building, residents donned conehead hats emblazoned with the words, Stop the Shaft. Still, the city's planning commission okayed the project, which had the backing of San Francisco Mayor Joseph Alioto, who was a fan of the building's unusual aesthetics, and dismissed locals' complaints by stating that the city's architecture shouldn't be a monopoly of rectangular slabs. Soon after its inauguration, in the summer of 1972, opinions began to change about the 853-foot skyscraper, which is clad in white quartz and sports over 3,500 windows. Pereira argued that the sloping sides was ideal for the city by the bay, as it let in more light into the city's financial district, where it was sited, and better conserved the views. Well, San Francisco's changed. The things that spell San Francisco to me are disappearing fast. In a city that is known to be very cinematic, with a long list of cameos in motion pictures, its design is one of the few elements that is preserved, together with the Golden Gate Bridge, in shots of 24th century San Francisco in the Star Trek movies, a testament to the enduring design drawn up by the visionary Pereira. Rather than cut into the sky like a stiletto heel, as one reporter from the San Francisco Chronicle newspaper commented upon its completion, the building today appears to stand guard over downtown like a graceful sentinel. From afar, it is instantly recognizable and has become a popular symbol on tourist trinkets from postcards to snow globes. While it lost its title as the city's tallest structure in 2018 to the nearby Salesforce Tower, which adheres to a more conventional shape and glass and steel facade, locals have grown more fond of the obelisk-shaped skyscraper in the same way Parisians have embraced the once-controversial pyramid I.M. Pei devised for the Louvre Museum. 
Time has been kind to the Transamerica Tower, and today its new owners have hired architect Sir Norman Foster to oversee renovation of the interiors and street-level park to help revitalize the financial district of San Francisco as the city tries to shake off the effects of the pandemic and bring people back to the heart of downtown, where they can once again enjoy, from every angle, the perspectives of this very memorable building. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Ivan Cavallo and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. <laughs>